Hello and welcome to the Cardi Show. I am, I'm not Brent Cardi, this is uh, Brett Gard filling in for the legendary Brent Cardi. And I am uh, extremely happy to have a friend of the Cardi Show, Mark Corbett, host of Baseball Biz On Deck podcast. Thanks for doing this, Mark. Man, I'm glad to be here. Love you guys. Wonderful show, the Cardi Show. Yeah, it really is. It really is. We we have a lot of fun, and but it wouldn't be, it's because I guess like you that make makes it is makes it what it is so uh, <laughs> a lot of fun oh brother and haven't we had fun this year it has been absolutely insane I, it just seems like opening day was here brett i mean i i can't even fathom that we're down to less than what t- less than 10 games before this regular season is over no it's it's crazy isn't it yeah, it's wild it it's a long season but it goes by fast we're in the grind right now it's going to Good. Before I dive into, you know, baseball talk, I want to kind of get your thoughts on some ta- uh, some Rays news that just been announced. The announcing the building of a new stadium, and uh, <laughs> I think they announced what should be ready for twenty twenty eight. I just love to get your take on that and what uh, what that means for the Rays organization going forward. One, it better be done by twenty twenty eight because I think the lease of the Trop where they're at now will be uh, done. <laughs> yeah, that, so that, that have no be, home couldn't it yeah, yeah. no it's it's good it's I, I, the honest truth about the whole thing with the trap though brett when i i think about it and look at it it's like i have been hearing this song for so long and that yes this this seems to be a bit of finality but you have to remember there was everything from hearing oh sharing a team with montreal that was one thing they were talking yeah. about it actually bringing the Tampa Bay Rays over into Tampa instead of St. Pete. And that was a thing. A lot of us were real excited about that. Thought maybe that would help, you know, grow the attendance a little bit more. And there was this big giant glass dome that they were going to put over Ybor city was in central in Tampa. Oh, there was all kinds of talk. The thing of it is, is talk, 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 talk. So <laughs> I am just glad the talking sounds like it will cease now and we're moving forward. And it's going to be weird, but I'll probably miss the drop when we finally do step out of there. If it sounds, it's hard to believe, but <laughs> that's the truth. No, I, um, like you, you alluded to, there was talk of moving it into Tampa. Are, are you surprised to decide to stay in, in St. Pete and, and not move it out into, into Tampa? Not completely. Tampa politicians, et cetera, were not willing to pony up as much money as the owner would like to have. Initially, the owner was talking about putting up such a minimal amount for the the uh, the new stadium that everybody kind of balked anyway and some friends have told me said well you know mark there's a lot of tampa politicians who love the yankees and they don't really want the race over i thought well that's that's kind of harsh but that may be the case because the yankees had their minor league uh, affiliate here and there was some discussion as to whether or not they would have to move the yankees out of uh, their spring training and minor league affiliate out of here if they moved the Rays over to Tampa, I don't know about the the uh, truthfulness of that, but I love the story. <laughs> no, see, like I I didn't know that. That's a very interesting story because obviously I've always it seems like they at least at the trop attendance has always been an issue. So I thought 
maybe relocating out of St. Pete might help, but hopefully just getting a new stadium will will kind of do that. Because as like I said, from a fan up up north, uh, just watching, it looks like there's not that many fans. But I'm sure maybe talk us a little about that and what the baseball market down there is. Because I know you obviously you got a lot of hockey with the with the Lightning and their success, but What's what's the baseball market like down there with, with the Tampa fans? Well, it, it's kind of interesting because, one, they have probably one of the best TV audiences that there is. And that comes from, well, it's a little bit of a drive to the trop, but people down here expect to be here someplace quickly. You know, if you're in Wisconsin, how long it would take you to get to a Packers game? Maybe a few hours. Here, if it's going to take more than half an hour to an hour, people get a little little anxious. So that's one thing. The other thing is people say, well, you know, Tampa is a transplant city. You have so many people coming from up north to move down here. You have Boston people, you have New York people, you have all these people, and they're not really necessarily interested in the Tampa baseball team. But I don't know that that holds true because we do really well with the the Tampa Bay Lightning and even the Bucks. So there's some of the, there's all kinds of theories out there. And I think it's, People are just wanting something new. They're they're tired of the trap. They want something new. And I believe that the new stadium will gather, you know, more people there. The other thing to know about the new stadium is right now with the trap, they've got covered all these seats up in that top tier. The trap holds 43,000. Let me try that. The trap can hold 43,000 people, but they've covered up that up quite a bit. And the number I'm hearing on the new stadium is around 30 or 32,000. A little more realistic it won't look necessarily so empty yeah for sure i think we all kind of realize a new stadium is, is kind of a must and i'm excited for that going forward as just a fan of the game and watching that uh all right let's let's dive into some some baseball talk and talk about the actual team uh obviously they just finished up a, a three-game set with uh with the toronto blue jays and the jays were able to take two of three um where are you at right now with this team? Obviously, me watching it almost seemed like, because I'm so used to watching the Jays going to the trough and they just, they get out pitched, they get out, they play defense, they just do it. But that wasn't exactly the case this weekend. There was a little bit of sloppy play. They kicked the ball around a little bit, a couple base running blunders. It almost seemed like, it's just very, at least very uncharacteristic of Rays baseball for me. So I'm I'm wondering if, if is that a concern for you going forward or is it more of just a little blip and, they still got six games left, and then we're, we're heading to the playoffs. I think excitement of the playoff will, will buoy them up, but there has been some sloppiness. There's no doubt about that. Glass now, in his last couple of outings, he's had some difficulties, which is really unexpected as our, as our ace. We can certainly continue to depend on Zach Eflin, who's done a fantastic job. I think a lot of this is the team is tired. I mean, you look at our team right now, how many of these uh, – how many of the players are still there that were there at the beginning of the year? And it's it's small. Let's see. You got to write a list here. Yeah. Okay. Five players from opening day are still active. Randy Rosarina, Isak Paredes, uh, Christian Bethencourt, Colin Pochet, and Harold Ramirez. Those are the only people that were on opening day that are still active with the race. And that says a lot. I mean, we're not unique in injuries, but good Lord, man. We've been getting a lot of them going down. Yandy Diaz, this man, he's a miracle to watch. He's absolutely fantastic, but he's taken some injuries lately, and it's its hurt what we're able to do. I think one of the games with you all, he, he went four for four, you know, which is stunning, 
but he seems to be having some difficulty with a hamstring or a groin injury. Uh, but gosh, he's something to watch. Yeah, no, like that's the one thing that has always impressed me about Tampa is the way they overcome injuries. And because like, like you said, the amount of injuries they had this year is, is crazy. And the fact that they're still at sitting at 94 wins and they just, they've kind of got that, that next man up mentality. And I don't know if that's coaching or player development, but yeah, I'd love to get your take on basically player development and how it just seems year in and year out. It doesn't matter who's playing. They always seem like they're, they give you effort. They, and the pitching, it's like, they always seem like they can pick, they got a good eye for picking up guys that haven't been great in other organizations. And then they come to Tampa and they just figure it out. So it's, yeah, I would love to get, your take on that from just from me watching from afar and how do they, how do they do that every year? Well, when it comes to the farm system, I think that's a real key element for them. I mean, looking right now, we've brought up so many people from the farm system. We brought up a guy from double a junior Caminero the other day. You know, he's, he's doing pretty daggone good. Um, that I think the farm system is a good, strong part of it when it comes to hitting. We've got a great coach, Chad Matola, who's done a wonderful job. I remember back when we had Charlie Morton and uh, Travis Darneau. You know, Travis was going on and on about, uh, I love having working with Moto. You know, he's really helping me get my swing together. So I think the coaches, they're doing a fantastic job. Uh, You look at Kyle Snyder, our pitching coach. Man, he seems to really be able to pull these guys together. And, you know, you see him go out there in the mound and, and have a conversation, and, and you feel like something's happened. Sometimes you think they're just trying to to break a, a moment where they're having a lot of difficulty out there. But overall, that team has done well. It's the nurturing. I'll tell you, Brett, I often say if I wasn't living here in Tampa, I, I, Durham, North Carolina would be on my list of places to go to because the AAA team, the Durham Bulls, are there and it was just you know they're amazing to see what's coming up uh, minor league teams you never know what you're going to find out there yeah for sure i mean well like i said they've always been kind of a thorn in the blue jays side we've <laughs> it's been always tough battle i guess talking uh we'll shift focus we'll we'll keep with coaching and obviously kevin cash has been there for a number of years now is where do you where are you at with him and his longevity is he do you think he's still the guy to to keep going or is I guess a lot of it depends on success, but I mean, they're, it's hard to say he's not doing a good job when you look at where they're at in the standings, given the injuries they have. But I guess where exactly to see they are with him and, and his longevity. You know, Brett, we, we recently had you on Baseball Biz on deck, and we were talking about Aaron Boone and talking about longevity of, of managers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Aaron's got a very sharp stick. I think people are always quick to criticize Kevin. But this is the fifth postseason in a row that the Rays are going into. And that doesn't just happen. Uh, game after game, there's things where you just, damn it, Kevin, what are you doing? Why'd you do that? You know, but he consistently has a team out there that he manages and for success. So I, I hope that we continue to keep him. I, I would be upset if the front office got rid of him. And I think fans overall love him. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like you said, five straight postseasons and in that this division is pretty impressive to to say the least. So it's like I said, I feel like it would be a shock if they move on from him. But 
like you said, it it comes down to postseason success, I think, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Well, the um, one thing about Kevin too is people to hold over his head for some time to come in the World Series is when he pulled Blake Snell. Yeah, yeah, and that always comes back. That's, oh, yeah. that's a moment. There's there's moments like that that will haunt him. Another moment that probably won't necessarily haunt him, but was when we were playing up against the Yankees and Aradus Chapman was thrown right at one of our guys' head very intentionally. And after all that happened in the press, <laughs> he's meeting with the press after the, after the game, and he says, he said, I have a stable of guys who can yeah, throw 98 miles per hour or more. I remember that. <laughs> Like, oh, I remember that. I geez. remember that. It was, yeah, <laughs> that was it. Was entertaining for sure because I remember that was getting pretty heated then. Um, he's a calm dude, Brett. I mean, he stays so calm all the time. You think sometimes you think, would you just shout at that umpire, or say something, or you? And there's times you're sitting there and think, damn it, Kevin, pull the guy out of that game, pull that pull that pitcher right now. And that's I think that's part of the fun of being a fan is having your disagreement with, with what's going on from the, the manager out there. But he he performs, man. That's all I could say. Like I said, five postseasons in a row. Anybody has anything to say about to, bad about Kevin, start there and work your way back. Yeah, five straight postseasons in the American League East is pretty impressive. And uh, speaking of that American League East, the – Standings this year are almost a, a little flopped when you look at it, at the Yankees and the Red Sox in the bottom, and then the Orioles at the top, which have, they've had a really impressive year, and they're a, a really exciting young team. Some might say it's a surprise. I want to get your take. Are you are you surprised with the you surprised at how well the Orioles have done? And on the flip side, how unsuccessful the Yankees have been compared to last year? <laughs> well, it's funny. I, again, I'm going to mention a guy by the name of Nathan Andrews with Full Count Chaos, his podcast. He's an Orioles guy. He and I talked at the beginning of the year. And I said, he and I both agreed that young blood in that group was going to make a difference. You look at the mix that they have and you look at their farm, it's, I knew they were going to be strong. And I, I was actually, even though I love my Rays, I was anticipating that the Orioles would be a top back then. It's, they're, they're magic, man. That's all that is. And like I said, the youth on there, uh, Gunner and um, what Rushman, and you look at it across all of those players, it's nothing but good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting times when you look at you look at the East with the Orioles and the Rays and obviously the Blue Jays. Sticking with the with division, obviously it's a little different this year with the divisional play being a little less. What's your take on that and like how – how do you think that has affected the Rays in either a positive or a negative way, given that there's less less divisional games? Yeah, uh, I definitely wanted to see every team, if you can, each year, you know, see all other, the other 29 guys, if you will. So I think what I give up in the frequency of seeing other teams in the division is worth it. And I know there's some out there who say you should eliminate divisions altogether. And I don't know about that, Brett. I, I want to ask you in a second about it because here's the thing. I can see why people would say that because if we're just taking the American League as it is right now, there's three teams that look – three teams of the six that are going to be in the postseason for the American League, those three are going to be coming from the AL East, it looks like. Orioles, Rays, Blue Jays. Then, let's see, the Blue Jays have a record of 87 to 69. They're the third in the AL East. What does that mean? Okay, let's go take a look at the AL Central. <laughs> the point that's going to win the AL Central, the Twins, 
They got a record of 83 and 73. You know, Guardian, 74 and 83. Tigers, 73 and 83. White Sox, 60 and 96. Royals, 54 and 102 losses. Good Lord, man. Are these people even allowed to be in the same league as us? I, I don't mean to be an arrogant elitist, but hey, what's going on here? No, I hear you for sure. And it's it's something I thought about too with um, getting rid of divisions. And I was like, when you see the AL Central and how weak it is versus how strong the AL East is. And it's it's wild. And I don't know if they need to get rid of divisions, but maybe some kind of a realignment. And I mean, Selfishly, I look at thinking of the Toronto Blue Jays, and I was like, I've been talking with with Brent and a couple other buddies. Like, imagine if the Jays are in the Central this year; they'd they'd probably have over 100 wins. Yeah. Like, honestly, because they're not, you know, like they're so it's it's wild. But I don't know if there needs to be some kind of a realignment or or what. But it, I feel like something. I don't think it will, but or even just, and I mean, I'm down for expanding playoffs as well. I loved the. I love the add, adding the new wild cards and I'd be even fine if they go further and, and do a top eight, like they do in the NHL. And mm. I think that'd be great for the sport. And like, I know a lot of, I know there's a lot of talk like you kind of want baseball to be less, but I, I still think more is better. It'll be more exciting. It's going to be more matchups. And like we're and the way we are now with, you've got a team like the twins winning a division with 82 wins. You, you might as well just open it up and, have a couple more, two more teams in as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And my only concern with an expanded playoff would be these guys have already played 162 games. And I yeah, look, that's, that's really the issue. Yeah, is the the length of the season, right? You almost have to shorten it. And I don't know how they would do that. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking, I'm looking from perspective as a race fan, and I'm, I was quoting you about the only five guys that are still on the active roster from the beginning of the year. And it, it tells you something. I mean, it's, it comes from injuries. It's it's stupefying because all those young bodies, it, it bothers me just as a person who enjoys the game to think that these young people are going out there and putting their health at risk. Some of that is to be expected, okay? A hit by pitch and some other things. But the speed that we're asking these pitchers to throw at and then consistently go out there every five days for, you know, through a 162-game period, I think it's a lot to ask. So I would not be completely opposed to a shortened season and maybe a prolonged postseason, but I would I would not go with a prolonged season with what we have right now. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't think I don't think you can make it longer, but like you said, you'd have to shorten the regular season a little bit and maybe extend the playoffs. But I'd like to think it's doable in some way and maybe within the next few years we'll see that and I think with the success of the the wild card series now, as opposed to just the one game playoff, which I I hated that I hated 162 games coming down to one game. I like that it's it's an actual play in series now at least, so you you at least have a better shot of you know the best team winning. You know you don't just have one bad game after 162 and you're out. So right. I think we're moving in the right direction, and maybe a couple of years down the road we'll we'll, we'll see something there. I hope so, brother. But I mean, it's it's exciting time with the race. I mean, like I said, a lot of these young people coming up. Who's the one fellow we brought? Romeo Tapia, and uh, I said Junior Caminero. All these young names coming up here at the end of the season. It's interesting because it's not unique to the race, but you have a completely different team you're fielding at the end of your season than you did at the beginning, and it's not necessarily by choice. 
Yeah, for sure. I bet. I mean, they're still there and they're, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs and it's going to be exciting. Uh, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I guess lastly, just uh, what's next for you and uh, the your baseball biz podcast? What do you got going on? Oh, brother, I tell you what, there's always something, but we're working on a few different things. Well, we'll be continue to talk about baseball throughout the year and, and after the postseason. One of the things coming up is I'll be working with a, a Sousa Pay. She's with the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League which was a, a whole, you know, the league of our own series from the movie. So they kind of capsulate, encapsulated what happened during the war years and women playing baseball. They actually have a, uh, what they got a classic baseball classic coming up in Sarasota this November. So I'm looking forward to talking with them. I had, uh, some other, I had the author, Mary Fiedler, Fiedler, Fiedler on here a while back. And she's the one who wrote the thesis that later became the book that became the movie, you know, League of Her Own. So I'm looking forward to finding out a little bit more about them. It's real exciting to me. There's, we got a few more pictures and I'm looking at having an umpire and a catcher here. Um, one thing I, Brad, I'd love to get your take on this since still kind of forming it is doing a show about how many catchers have become managers and what's the strength about that. That's a, that's a good idea. Cause there's it seems like there's a lot um a guy we've had on on the cardi show a few times joe siddle who is uh, he's from windsor ontario he's a former uh former catcher for detroit he's now doing the radio for the blue jays and actually posted called blue jays central he's he's just got some really good like i've almost said to rent he, he could be a manager like some of his takes he have are just awesome like he just knows the game and i don't know if that's it just comes from catching like they just it seems like they because they have to kind of do it, like they got to know the pictures, they got to know everything. It's almost like they have a, a different outlook at the game. And I think I, I really do agree there is something to that with catchers becoming really good managers. So that's that's a really good idea. I, I like that a lot. Those are some of the things we're looking at doing at Baseball Biz on Deck. And you can find us on podcast sources everywhere, Google, Apple, Stitcher, et cetera. But you can also find us on BaseballBizOnDeck.com. But that's That's what we're doing these days, my friend. Well, I'm awesome stuff, man. Uh, like I said, thanks again for doing this. We really appreciate your time, and this this was so much fun. Well, thank you, brother. I enjoyed every moment of it, and glad to get to meet you and look forward to seeing you guys in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's looking like we'll, uh, we'll we're looking like we're going to have a little playoff series. Should be good, and hopefully, we'll have many future conversations down the road. Um, Yes, yeah, so on behalf of Mark Corbett, I'm Brett Gard, and uh, this has been The Cardi Show. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.